Okay, Al. Now, I know you've seen the bathroom. What do you think? You took my once mighty Ferguson, and you put a little pink fuzzy thing on it. Now, you've desecrated the toilet I call home. Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a open? No Man Presents, live from the Nudie Bar, the Married with Children Podcast. And here are your hosts, Dan, Jamie, and Al. My name is Al. And this is the Married with Children podcast. You know that show back when TV sitcoms meant funny and gay meant happy. I'm Jamie and it's just another meatless Wednesday. (laughs) And I'm Dan Chase just over here contemplating how long it'll take to get Connie Chung pregnant. (laughs) Uh, Just adopt and it's easier. Funny you mentioned that, Alex. I just saw Instant Family this weekend. I would highly recommend it. Great film. Instant Family. (laughs) It was good. Well, this is A Man's Castle, Season 5, Episode 15, original air date, February 17th, 1991. Director Jerry Cohen, writer Stacey Lip. (laughs) Special guest stars Dave Florick as Mick, Fitz Houston as Rich, and Daryl Carroll as Professor LeVar. The title of the episode is a reference to the saying, a man's home is his castle. Wow. I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that one's kind of obvious. (laughs) Yeah, but listen, people have to know. All right. Well, there are some goofs to look out for here if you want to take a look at these the next time you watch this episode. For one, Bud comes in the house and puts his jacket on a chair that's closest to the door It immediately falls off, and then later on when he goes to leave the house, he picks his jacket up off the chair, even though we saw it hit the floor. So, Ah. you know, it's not there. Uh Uh-oh. When Peg comes in after Bud helped Al when he fainted, the shadow from an overhead light can be seen moving across the couch. And I actually saw that one when I was watching the episode. I thought it was a boom mic. Well, we have those floating around in our house, too, so that's totally normal. I don't know what anyone's talking about. (laughs) <laughs> is it really gonna happen today daddy are we really gonna eat <laughs> there we are kids and this time it's no pipe dream i gave your mother some money towed her car to the supermarket tied her hands tied her hands to the cart put my foot on her rear and jump started her towards the meat department <laughs> so get ready kids because soon our mouths will be alive with dead animals from every race and religion <laughs> Make it sound so good, Dad. <laughs> and they're very, very excited about this. What's already the problem here, Jamie? So many. <laughs> that he gave money to Peg? <laughs> right. Jamie's always like, why doesn't he just get the meat himself? Well, if he's taking her to the supermarket and putting her in the direction right. of the meat, why doesn't he just go there? I mean, he's right there. Yeah, what do he do? Go home and leave her there? I don't understand. <laughs> Like, did they take separate vehicles? Yeah, they took two cars. <laughs> you know? Um, and also, didn't he give her, like, two grand? He gave her 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> two grand. <laughs> no, I could have sworn they said two grand later on. Oh, they did. Uh, Peg Peg $2,000 for that class of interior design. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, where did she get that money? Yeah, I, I don't know. Where do they ever get the money that she ends up spending on things? Right. Well, no, because when they said the $2,000, I thought that implied that that was the money that he gave her to go shopping with, which is a lot of money for meat. There's a whole bunch of stuff I want to ask about that entire thing, but... Tell us again what supper was like when you were a boy. (laughs) You youngins never get tired of hearing No, no. All right. Well, back in the old days, whenever the sun would go down, we'd all gather at a table, much like this one. Matter of fact, it was this one. (laughs) And there before us, stretched as far as the eye could see, was meat. (laughs) Oh, do I remember the meat. I was only five years old, but I remember my dad telling me, 
Save your table scraps for mommy. <laughs> Trust me, never did. <laughs> oh, look, Dad, your little boy's eating again. <laughs> Daddy, who made you this meat? Well, back then we called her mother. <laughs> See, kids, mother meant home cooking then. Of course, back then, gay meant happy. <laughs> now, that's not true. Gay really never... Well, gay, the word gay might have meant happy, I suppose, but... As a kid, I thought the implications were that this gay lifestyle or whatever started like in the 80s, late 80s or maybe 70s or whatever. But gay was going on back in, you know, Jesus's time before that, obviously in Rome and stuff or whatever. So I guess he's just saying the word because uh, but when I was a kid, I used to think that all that all just started because gay people were new to me. Like once you discover that people do that, you're like, wow, what's this? <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> and then you think it's like something new. <laughs> then you see Bohemian Rhapsody and you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, wait. So when was that? <laughs> Dad, were there any vegetables? Yeah, but we pushed them off to the side. <laughs> Save room for the biscuits and the butter. Did you guys eat vegetables as kids? Yes. Yes. I love vegetables. I, I, I still do. Yeah, I, I'm very particular about my vegetables, though. I like um, I like green beans. I like squash. I like um, that's about it. <laughs> wow, all two of them. That's good. <laughs> the number one vegetable that I cannot stand is turnip. I think it's disgusting. Is that that big waxy thing? That's yeah. A, yeah, I don't know how, who buys that. Like, I, I always see those just sitting there, and I wonder what if I'm going to see someone walk past it and pick it up. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You'll be like, they will, and you're going to be like, oh, you're the one. <laughs> Peg comes home with this bag, and... It's obviously you already know something's amiss. And then she pulls a magazine out of it and then just sits down and looks at everybody. Where's our meat, woman? <laughs> Al, did you get these kids into a frenzy again over this eating thing? You know, you just won't be happy till I'm as afraid to come home as you are, will you? <laughs> well, this is a fine Hattie a duty. <laughs> You with your fairy stories about meat. And you, who goes to the market and brings home what? Something with letters that aren't even in alphabetical order? Which, I suspect, are of use for only those who can read. Now, we are promised food, and what do we get? Just another meatless Monday. This is no fun day. Which is a reference to the Bangles song, Manic Monday. It's just another manic Monday. Oh, oh. Is that really the song? Yeah, the song goes, um, just another manic Monday. Wish it were a Sunday. That's my fun day. Yep. I, I don't have to run day. For Kelly, it is meatless. Yeah, uh, Mondays are never... I don't think any uh, day are really meatless for Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, was was that Kelly's uh, underwear? Uh, no, I hope it was Al's underwear. <laughs> On the couch, yeah. It's, it's the meat DTs. Bud, take your sister for a walk, and don't tie her to a hydrant and go for a soda like last time. <laughs> Just because she can't think doesn't mean she can't feel. Kelly's got, yeah, I don't know, she's definitely not going to have a meatless Monday being tied to a telephone pole in front of the Pussycat Theater. But uh, for now, Kelly is having meat detoxes. She's having the DTs, not enough meat. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> once again, you can take that. Meat you sweats. <laughs> yeah. Honey, it'd be good for you to be seen with a pretty girl. <laughs> yeah, right. They'll just think I paid for her like everybody else. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know what the implication is there, but... Uh, okay. I don't understand. I don't get it. I really don't know what he could possibly mean by that. Dan's over there. Hooker. Whores. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that Bud says that because, honestly, pay for her? There's no way. So he's just being a jerk, I think. Right. Pookie, 
Yes, honey. Take all your clothes off right now. Oh, baby. <laughs> you finally want to do it. No, but I need something to kill my appetite. <laughs> hey, what did you spend the $20 on I give you for food? Well, I ate, of course. And then I bought this magazine, Amazing Homes. Just look at this house, Al. Why can't we have a house with a name like Chateau Paradise? <laughs> well, maybe I'm mismanaging my 320 an hour. Let's see. <laughs> he basically makes waitress wages without the tip. Without the tip. Well, he does have commission, though, we always have to say. But we all know he hardly sells anything because he just spends his time insulting these women. All right. So Al makes three twenty an hour. That's $128 a week. That's 6656 a year. Well, I'm sure that the, the shoe salesman that owns this house is... Uh, well, wait a minute. No, it's not a shoe salesman. That's Bob. I'm a zillionaire hopes house. <laughs> Well, wait, maybe this really big house is a shoe salesman. No, Dagnamit, this is a drug lord. <laughs> Gee, I, I, I feel so worthless. You deserve so much more. I mean, your rear end should be squashing a couch much bigger than ours. <laughs> oh, honey, you can be so sweet when you want to be. But don't feel bad. I never expected you to amount to anything. You know, the guy I fell in love with was just a crazy, carefree guy with an easy smile and a fast car. Of course, he wouldn't marry me, so I took you. <laughs> but I've never looked back. Ooh, except when we kiss. Well, don't look back the next time I ask you to open the garage door for me, either. Because if you do, you might see the mighty Dodge emblem bearing down on you. <laughs> Al mentions his Dodge, but, you know, like we said, it still has not become a major, major part of the show yet. It's been highlighted in an episode it's been talked about a couple times but it's still not the uh mayor of children trope it becomes this magazine says we can have a lovely home and it says that it doesn't cost very much money all it takes is a decorator's eye which i have according to professor lavar professor lavar how much peg you're just going to love him, Al. He is the professor at the Cook County School of Interior Design, of which I am now enrolled. How much, Peg? Oof, I feel so good. $2,000. Peg enrolled in Cook County School of Interior Design on the way home from the supermarket after glancing at it in the magazine? Like, that's what I'm not getting. So... I was confused at when this all happened. So are we to believe instead that Peg just did this a couple days ago, then got the magazine to really fine-tune her craft, and then just happened to mention it to Al now? Well, otherwise, where did she get the $2,000 on the way home? Because he gave her 20 to go to the grocery store. It makes no sense. No. It just happened out of nowhere. Unless she got it from Kelly from being strapped to that pole. <laughs> well, that happens after, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know when that all transpired or how it relates to her getting, them, getting the magazine. or I, it's, just, it's just very confusing. So you just got to say, oh, okay. So, Peg, yeah, like you said, paid $2,000 for this. Al collapses on the floor. And that's a lot of money back then, like, to just drop. You spent $2,000 on a decorating school? Uh-huh. Well, it must be my fault. Sure, I'll take the blame. I didn't have to say I do. <laughs> I could have just taken one of your uncle's shotgun blasts in the back. Be done with it. But then, honey, we couldn't have had that great reception. You know, where your father whispered in my ear, if you like my son, I'm twice as fun. <laughs> could you imagine this? No. <laughs> If you like, like, what if Brian's dad said that to you, Jamie? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, that would be extra creepy because Brian's dad is dead. But if he was alive. But if he was alive and said that, I, I mean, okay, as it is, we did have this one kind of weird uncle that uncle hootie no <laughs> no 
but there was an uncle at our wedding that was a little on the touchy feely side. Kinda, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and that was kind of weird, and I was like, just I just kind of avoid him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but but if it were the dad, I mean, nah. You can't really avoid him. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna run into him. Yeah, or he'll run into you. Oh no! Like I don't know. Would you say something? To, <laughs> would you say something to your to Al? Like, just mom were to hit on you? Like, would you say something? You know? Absolutely, you'd say something, and it would be a thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd say, "Well, listen, she's down. I'm down." So, <laughs> <laughs> trust me, I wouldn't be saying that though. <laughs> My homework assignment is to make one room in this house breathtakingly beautiful. And she she actually uh, goes further than that, but. Hey. This is my house. If you want it to look better, dust. <laughs> if you want it to smell better, cook. If you want it to be happy, leave. <laughs> but do not touch this house. I am not a man happy with change. Well, that explains your job and your underwear. <laughs> Peg, I'm warning you, touch not a hair in this house. Do not redecorate. I won't. A pox on you. Like I noticed. <laughs> she says she won't, but we all know what that means. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> nope. Al goes upstairs. All is normal, which I don't understand. He comes downstairs. Son? I'm glad you're here. I want to talk to you about being a man. See, son, a man. I know what you're getting at. Do you think I want to be home early on a Friday night? Do you think I'm not trying desperately to get a date? Do you think I like hearing the chants, bud, bud, alone he'll sit, bud, bud, we'll touch not? I don't want to talk about you. Bud, bud, alone he'll sit, bud, bud, we'll touch no tit. How amazing is that? <laughs> I want to talk about my great victory over your mother. Revel with me, son. She listened to me. I put my foot down and your mother listened to me. And you know why? Because I am the man. The chief. The king. The boss. Bob's big boy with fries. Extra cheese, maybe a little bacon. God, I'm hungry. But anyway, bud, always remember that the man is the boss. Because the man, and it's proven the world over, any country you go to, no matter what it is, there's always a word for man. Dad, are you absolutely sure you're my real father? Yes. Don't you know I called for an immediate blood test? <laughs> Son, now I'm going to go celebrate my victory the way a man celebrates his victory. So Al goes in the garage. Uh, do you remember Al building a spare bathroom for himself with the famous Ferguson in the episode A Dump of My Own? Yes. The controversial Married Children podcast episode, actually. Uh, season three review, Jerry and I were not that crazy about that one. See, I was more okay with Al being obsessed with a cheesecake than I was the strange obsession with a toilet bowl. Although, it's it's Al, because he likes to take dumps and stuff. I don't know. It just seemed <laughs> weird. <laughs> it was just like an odd thing. I don't know. But So we all know that that's a real bathroom he has, so he goes into that bathroom and Al faints at the site so that's the second time he faints um, in this episode because the first time was when he heard Peg spend two thousand mm-hmm. dollars so two times the blood left his head <laughs> how long was I out A good 45 minutes why didn't you come get me did you always in there for 45 minutes <laughs> I did 45 minutes in the bushes one time. It was the Jenkins yard. That was a good spot. Well, there are roses won prizes that year. Now, Jamie, uh, you never mentioned 
that uh, you won a prize for award-winning roses? Because Al says he fertilized the Jenkins backyard. Yes! And it's fun. <laughs> now, this is before you were married, so obviously it, it was a long time ago. Now, when when did this happen? Well, this was back... Uh, <laughs> it was actually my parents' house. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Yeah, the Jenkins backyard. Did you go there for Thanksgiving last week? <laughs> <laughs> the Jenkins spot? <laughs> In this, obviously, now we're just getting to it, but, uh, you know, Pegri does the bathroom. Now, do you think, besides the money issue, that's okay? No. Um That's his space. He <laughs> okay. built it for himself. She has no right to touch that. Right. I, I don't even know. And what we come to find out later is that that was just seemingly practice. Right. Right. It's not even the one that she would show anybody. Which, by the way, she needs more of. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hi, honey. Hi, bud. Hey, where's Kelly? You know, we haven't seen her since you took her for a walk. <laughs> so I forgot. <laughs> well, don't worry. I mean, how much trouble can she get into double-knotted to a telephone pole in front of the Pussycat Theater? <laughs> twitching and doubled over and really having the DTs, which I don't understand because Kelly hardly eats along with anyone else, so I don't see why now the DTs would kick in, except that she just built it up in her mind that she'd be getting it, so now her body was actually expecting it, so now it's going into shock. Exactly. I think that's exactly what that is. Okay, Al. Now, I know you've seen the bathroom. What do you think? Well, Peg, it's just like your hair got larger and became a room. So you like it? Peg, you took my once mighty Ferguson and you put a little pink fuzzy thing on it. <laughs> Cried out to me and it's pain, Peg. It's a toilet, Al. It can't talk. Well, I've known it long enough to know what it's thinking. <laughs> now, you've desecrated the toilet I call home. Oh, Al, there is plenty of you left in that bathroom. Where's my shaving cream? In the right cup of the bra rack. Where's my razor? In the tampon carousel. Where's my deodorant? That is a trick question. You don't use any. You promise, Peg. Well, I promise not to do a room in this house. A bathroom is not a room. Yes, it is a room. It says so in the title, bathroom. <laughs> From the Greek, Bath Rocker Police. <laughs> a quiet oasis away from camels and women. <laughs> now I have to machete my way through your pantyhose to use the one upstairs. Oh, uh, gee, Ella, I don't think you want to do that. You see, I did that one sort of more like a woman's bathroom. <laughs> so Al was up there, though, and he didn't see anything. Did Maybe she hadn't done it yet? She did it after he fainted? I don't know. Or while he was fainted? Like, oh, do we... Uh, yeah, I don't understand how he went up there, saw nothing, comes down, sees that one, and now she says the other one's also done. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe he didn't go into the bathroom up there. Do we know that he went into the bathroom up there? Right. That was... I guess yes, not. That's what I was thinking. You know, it has ballerina faucets and a bidet. Oh, and a Mel Gibson shower nozzle. <laughs> and where the hell do you get a Mel Gibson shower head? Did you ever hear what the shower head says when you turn it on? <laughs> oh, no. No, what? <laughs> oh, here, check this out. You should just fucking smile and blow me because I deserve it. I think that she's never felt so clean. Oh, yeah, that was very, uh, that was some violent order right there. It's the sponge tongue that is the real attractive part. Of it. Yeah, I mean, that was... Whew. That's what gets you extra clean. Yeah, and that'll definitely turn a girl on listening to that. <laughs> and at least this one uh, won't explode when Mel Gibson gets off the toilet. <laughs> yeah, right? It, maybe a uh, spare tire could pull him off the toilet bowl. <laughs> oh, good. They also mention... Spare tire. <laughs> And a Mel Gibson shower nozzle. <laughs> Shaped just like his head. <laughs> God, I feel so clean. <laughs> Gee, I, I hope Professor LeVar likes it. 
Him and the entire class are coming over tonight to grade me on what I did. But, Peg, now I have no place to go to the bathroom. Oh, stop whining, you big baby. Look, why don't you at least try the new bathroom? I put a very special feature on it. When you flush the toilet, it plays We've Only Just Begun. Peg, you know that's our wedding song. Every time I hear it, it freezes up my innards solid. They also mention We've Only Just Begun by the Carpenters as that it was their wedding song. That was my wedding song. It was? What? Really? Did you do it because of Married with Children? No. (laughs) (laughs) Not that I wouldn't have. I, you know, it's not like I would have been like, oh, I can't use that song because it was Married with Children. No, I, uh, I just didn't remember. Now, what other songs do you have? Aren't there several that you can use? Because I don't, I don't know. I'm new to this game here. But uh, Jamie, what, what, what other songs did you have at your wedding? I had <laughs> at my wedding. Yeah, well, my wedding is not the best example because I said he's it's the best. I had he's back, <laughs> the man behind the mask. Wow! When, when the DJ introduced Jason. Yeah, no, um, we got it. <laughs> We we had um, we had nothing else matters by Metallica. Metallica, what? <laughs> wow, what a wedding! I walked down the I walked down the aisle to "Don't Fear the Reaper" by Blue Oyster Cults, and Brian's when Brian and his best man and you know with the groomsmen when they were getting up there, um, it was. Um, Welcome to My Nightmare by Alice Cooper was playing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Welcome to my nightmare. No, so, like I said, my wedding is not necessarily the best example. <laughs> no, it kind of is. Well, what about you, Alex? What song? Uh, yeah. Our song was Never My Love. That was the song playing when Jax was uh, ripping the guy's teeth out in the beginning of season seven of Sons of Anarchy. Oh, my God. That's what we danced to. <laughs> wow. Then uh, me and my mom danced to um, Forever Young, the version on Sons of Anarchy, when I got her head blown off in the car. (laughs) I really hope that uh, nobody listening to the show is like just gearing up to get into Sons of Anarchy. (laughs) Uh, At my wedding, I played the Married with Children uh, intro, Love and Marriage. Um, And then, well, I played that. During the time everybody leaves the cocktail hour, the cocktail room, and then comes into the main room where we all yes. sit down for dinner, yeah. I played that as they were coming in. And what I did was I mixed it myself. I had the main intro, and then, you know, at the end of our show also, like how it's just the instrumental. So I kept putting them one after the other. Maybe I would do like one with the singing, two instrumentals, another singing, two instrumentals, so that it played for like uh, about 20 minutes while everybody was coming in. And you edited this? Yeah. Wow. I did mine, too. I actually had, um, I played the actual version, the Blue Easter Cult version of Don't Fear the Reaper, as people were, like, for people to sit down to, or whatever. But when I was walking down the aisle, the version that, that played of it was blue, was Don't Fear the Reaper, but it was a, a harp version of oh, wow. Don't Fear the Reaper. Nice. It's actually, it actually very pretty. Nice. I would have used the scream version, Jamie. <laughs> uh, Tiffany, when she walked down the aisle, it was an instrumental of the song from Ghost. Um, oh, Unchained Melody. So she what's was. It walk- what's it called? Unchained Melody. Okay. It was really nice too. It's like a really nice uh, violin or some type of thing instrumental. Oh, I'm very familiar with it. Now, will you guys? Uh, edit my wedding mix next year when you guys come to my wedding oh yeah i like big butts and i cannot Cannot lie lie. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'll put that in there sure oh and one more thing um just i sang annie's song at my reception dan do you know know it's a hard knock life that one (laughs) (laughs) the john denver song (laughs) didn't he die in a plane crash Yes, he did. I only knew that because of Final Destination. Wow. Hey, what do you know about when you flush a toilet, it plays Jamie's wedding song? (laughs) Will it freeze your innards? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was from The Carpenters, that song, We've Only Just Begun. Now, Peg puts a picture of herself in the bathroom. And what does it turn into, Dan? The Grim Reaper. Oh. (laughs) What does that say to you? 
Well, it's another re- – well, obviously it's not a reference to – because it hadn't happened yet. But <laughs> it's real – yeah, what do you, a connection, I guess, to Sons of Anarchy? Oh, okay. The Reaper would be featured as the logo of Sons of Anarchy Motorcycle Club, which uh, would premiere 17 years after this episode in 2008. And Katie Segal, who plays Peggy, would star in the show as Gemma Teller Morrow. Mm, wow. When Al is in that bathroom, it's really that whole thing is a reference to Psycho. With the, uh, the sk- even that mm-hmm. music and all that kind of stuff. Yep, that it was. Yes, because most people don't maybe even think that, even though there's no shower in the bathroom, all that still happened in the bathroom. Was there no shower? No, no. We're lucky there was a sink, because this is one of the only episodes where we see a sink in Al's bathroom. For whatever reason, my brain filled in a shower curtain. Like, to the left? I wonder. I don't know. Um, I didn't think so, but... Because Al built that bathroom. I can't imagine... I could find out, though, because... Well, you're right. It wouldn't make sense for him to put a shower in there, especially since he doesn't even like to. Right. But <laughs> I right. just, for whatever reason, my brain kind of filled in a shower curtain. Maybe that's just because... But that's, you know, my brain was filling in the gaps, you know? I don't know. Yeah, I still can't get my mind off of the fact that I never went to the Pussycat Theater either when I was in Chicago in 2015. Which is funny because there was no Pussycat Theater in Chicago. They were all in California, and it was a chain of adult theaters. How would you know that? How do you know these things? (laughs) I I don't understand. No. We had the Buckhead Theater in Atlanta. The Buckethead Theater? (laughs) <laughs> oh, Buckhead. Buckethead of chicken? Buckhead. Did they dump the chicken out? <laughs> hey, speaking of Buck, neither Buck, Marcy, or Jefferson appear in this episode. That's right. That's right. Now, yeah. Buck's mentioned, though. Yeah, he's mentioned. Right. He's got a bone with meat on it. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. They just talk about him as if he's on the, out on the front lawn or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, he was probably on Marcy's lawn. Yeah, because that's his toilet. (laughs) Peg, I tried it. I don't like it. Change it back. No. Peg, a bathroom should be cold, white, soothing. It should say, step up to the bowl, partner, and make it a double. (laughs) But Peg, my toilet's not a man. My Ferguson has become Fergie. (laughs) Al's... Ferguson has become Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas somehow. I don't understand. <laughs> I think he was referring to the royalty. Oh, Fergie? Fergalicious? She was the Duchess of Crap. I don't remember now. She was the, the Duchess, Duchess of Crap. She was the Well, actually would be funny if that the was Colossus of Cloud. She was the Duchess of Duchess of something. According to Wikipedia, Sarah, Duchess of York, also known by the nickname Fergie, is a British writer, charity patron, film producer, and television personality. You know, this is one of the greatest co-hosts we have. Thank you again, Siri. (laughs) I mean, I don't know where the show would be with all of our information we get is really just from this thing. No, Jamie is is the vat. See, if Jamie's the one who even had us look that up, that's pretty amazing. (laughs) Only because I couldn't remember the Duchess of what, but uh, Duchess, of, Duchess crap. of York. Yeah. No, no, they said crap. You didn't hear? You guys remember, you you would know her probably if you saw her. She was on tabloids all the time. She had she was the one with the red hair. Ah, yes. I thought that was Peg, but you're right. It is her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Al's going to start looking for chicks, single women, with bowls that he's looking for. Because when you when your life gets to the point where that's your criteria for a potential mate, things are really going bad. <laughs> Mother-in-law visiting again? Yeah. How about you? My daughter's home from college. Uh, that's rough. Hey, new guy. What are you in for? Wife made the bathroom pink. Who? <laughs> 
Is this a thing for you guys? That we hang out at gas station bathrooms? Um, no, that you cherish your own bathroom time so much. Nah. No. I mean, dad, Brian doesn't do that. My dad didn't do that either. It, like it, It's not even like I could say it's a generational thing because it wasn't like an, an obsession of his either. It right. was, you know. Well, you would think, though, that with Al uh, and him hating his family as much as he does, he would enjoy that alone time. And that would be kind of his sanctuary, you know. But but then again, that could have been uh, down in the basement with all the playboys as well. So you never know. Right. Like I was going to say, I have a man cave for that stuff, not a a toilet bowl. So like I I will say, though, I do enjoy going to the bathroom a lot more in the last uh, decade because now I could be on my phone the whole time. So that I I do enjoy that. It mm. it's better than just staring at the wall in front of you while you're sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> or uh bringing in a newspaper, I guess. I've noticed I've noticed that it uh it definitely extends my bathroom stay because usually Yeah, you're done already, but you're still <laughs> And I'm still like talking. I'm still in mid conversation, so it takes like 15 minutes. Yeah, that's actually a fun little fact for uh, all the listeners. That's why I was late to today's show. Thank you very much. Isn't that perfect? And it's weird that you say that because when we recorded a dump of my own, I couldn't wait to run. We're sitting at a big table right now. We're in the nudie bar looking at these girls dance. And as soon as we were done with that episode, I threw the mic down and ran right to the bathroom in, in this club because yep. I could not hold it in a second longer. So how weird is it that I had to go so bad during a dump of my own and you had to go right before we did A Man's Castle? When I have my morning coffee, one sip. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Can you run over to the bathroom? Just one sip of coffee, and uh, that's how I start my day, every day. That's my life. You're almost implying as if the coffee made that happen. I mean, we're going to get to that because the implications made at the end of this episode, I I really just <laughs> – but we'll we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. So Al ends up at the gas station bathroom. There's four other guys there. They're all regulars. They're all in, online just to go into one stall apparently. Which, gross. Yeah, that is so gross. Yeah, like, I gotta lay, like, five layers of toilet paper on this seat before I go, even on the bathrooms at work. Like, I do not like that. I'm just thinking, you know how small, like, gas station bathrooms are always so small and close. They're disgusting. And there's no ventilation. Mm-mm. Like, it just, bleh. I mean, just. Uh, there's so many other bathrooms you could go to besides a gas station one, you know, like even and there's a, a line, a Burger King bathroom would be nicer. Uh, a Walmart bathroom. Well, might not be nicer around here. Dunkin Donuts. Yeah. Everybody knows where the public bathrooms are. Right. <laughs> What's it like in there? White, cool, graffiti, disparaging women and a couple of boasts from guys about how long it would take them to get Connie Chung pregnant. <laughs> Well, that's a reference to Connie Chung, who, well, she was a, she was a journalist, but her husband was Maury Povich, who I think he still has a show on TV. He does. He yeah, does. Okay. Can I tell you something about that? I can't stand them. I cannot stand him <laughs> or Connie Chung. Now, he, here, here's a, this is a big thing with me, okay? I literally have no reason to hate them, but I hate them. <laughs> like, it's been a thing with me my entire life. Like, Connie Chung is, still pops up on TV, and I'm just like, I hate her. I hate her. Wow. So, sorry if that, uh, you know, opener was a little misleading, but um, but I just can't stand them. It's always been a thing with me. I, I, there's no joke to come after that. There's no, you know, funny, witty thing to say. I just hate them. That's so bizarre. Yeah. Do you love them? No, it's just kind of random. Yeah, it's random to hate those people. It's like I never even think about them. I'm not saying I'm not dismissing you because I hate people you don't think about. So it's just so <laughs> it's so random that because I never even considered hating them. No, I have a feeling I think about the same people you hate because I hate them too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, anyway, back then, <laughs> um, Connie Chung and Maury Povich. No, she was in her 40s at the time, and they were spending a lot of time, and it was. Pretty much public knowledge that they were trying to get pregnant. At 40? They ended up 
failing and adopting in 1995, I think. Ah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, they did, There was a lot of stuff going on about, like, jokes about them two trying to get pregnant, right? Yeah, that, <laughs> like, they parodied, parodied that whole thing on In Living Color with the music video they made called We Want Maury. Uh, it's a parody of the song Me So Horny by Two Life Crew, uh, you know, because she was like Chinese or something. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty public knowledge and up for public ridicule, as everything is. So these guys let Al cut in line once they found out that his wife made the bathroom pink. Yeah, we never really even talked about that, like how insanely gross the whole thing was. Right, Jamie, you wanted to get into how it was a pink nightmare, really. It was terrible. I, it's too much for me. It was way, for one, it was way too busy. Yeah, it was so cluttered with, cr- what would that guy think when he saw her bathroom? Why does she have so much stuff in Al's bathroom? Like her own, like, beauty stuff. And Al wants to look at a picture of Peg while he's on the toilet? That's what she thinks? Yeah, yeah, all yeah, you're right. All her beauty stuff was there as if she's going to use it. They even yeah. zoomed in on it. Yeah, I don't know. It was just so disgusting. I hated it. I hate that bathroom. So, <laughs> uh this guy comes out of the toilet. He he flooded it apparently. He hangs a sign that they that says uh out of order. And as he's walking away, the guy slaps him with a newspaper and says, "You bum." <laughs> so then these guys talk about driving to Wisconsin to Barney's, which uh, they eliminated all their gas pumps. And now it's just solely acres of toilet bowls. Yeah, because that's really profitable. It's a profitable business move, right? Let's just not sell gas, which makes tons of money, and just have toilets that no one pays for. Maybe yeah. they're pay toilets. Oh, yeah, I guess. Now, do they charge by the flush if that's the situation or what? No, I think pay toilet – not that I've oh, – I guess I have been in a pay toilet like down the shore. Uh, you just put like money in this thing. Then you tur- it turns to open to let you in the stall itself. Yeah, that is something that I've known about my entire life. And uh, there uh, – I, I know that a common – like it was commonly a dime. I'm sure today it would be more – there are any. Here I sit, brokenhearted, paid a dime, and only farted. Right. <laughs> um. <laughs> Wait a minute, guys. I know I'm the new guy here, and it's not my place to speak up, but what are we doing? So Al gives a bathroom speech to all these guys. We're men. We were put on this planet to... Well, I don't know what we were put on this planet to do, but we're here, damn it. And we're Americans. And we have a right to use the best toilet system in the free world. Are we to use a gas station bathroom like some some common ruski? <laughs> We're being driven from our homes, room by room, running like a Frenchman from a cap gun. <laughs> and from whom? From our women. They've taken over our closets, driven us out of our bedrooms by their very nakedness. <laughs> now you guys can take it. But not this Yankee duty dandy. <laughs> Tonight, I'm reclaiming my toilet bowl. <laughs> Al is apparently no Spartacus. I mean, these dudes just stand there aimless after the speech and decide to uh, embark on the toilet that's out of order. You know, they say, how bad could it be? So Al did not lead... Uh, a revolution or anything. He didn't inspire anybody with his speech. <laughs> they just stood there and went, huh, uh, okay. Like, it didn't inspire them to go home and reclaim their toilets or whatever, you know, whatever brought them to this place. It didn't make them do anything else. Yeah, and considering they led him to the front of the line and, and, and all of that, and they laughed at his lame joke, would you fall in? <laughs> Hey, you in there? What'd you do? Fall in? <laughs> hey, the new guy's funny. <laughs> yeah, they go. Hey, the new guy's funny. Like it's like not really. He's not that funny with that. No, he is funny, but they don't know that. Right. Ex- exactly. Not with that joke. I I did think that you're absolutely right. Though I did think he was going to lead some sort of revolution. Yeah, and it led nothing. Nope. He is no Spartacus. 
It's time for no man to take a little break in the Jiggly Room. I'm the DJ, and I'm gonna play a little bit of music that was on this week's episode of Marry With Children. We've only just begun to live White lace and promises A kiss for luck and we're on our way We've only begun So Al comes home with a bag. Professor LeVar and the class drop in to see Peg's fancy work. Hi, honey. What are you doing home? I thought you were out on the town marking your territory. Woman, I have come to take back what is rightfully mine. My bathroom. Oh, not now, Al. I'm really nervous. This is the first thing I've done that I'm proud of since I got him to up your MasterCard limit to $100. Hello, Mrs. Bundy. Class, how many decorating don'ts do we see? (laughs) Oh, don't mind him. He's just chopping wood for his dinner. <laughs> Come upstairs and see my bathroom. They don't even address, like I said, when she ruined his spare bathroom in the garage, that just must have been practice. And then her real work was upstairs, that the one that she actually wants to show people. Change it, Peg, or suffer the consequences. Oh, what's the worst thing that could happen? You marry me? <laughs> <laughs> Then I have no choice. Uh, Bad to the Bone starts playing. Now, this is the second time Bad to the Bone has played for Al, I believe. The first time is when he was getting all his stuff out to start grilling in um, Hot Off the Grill, I believe. Al downs Tabasco sauce and has an onslaught of uh, nachos, burritos. He just starts taking a bite out of all of them, keeps down in the Tabasco sauce. So we all know where this is going. And the weirdest thing is, um, I, I swear, this is I did not do this on purpose. While I was taking notes for this, I was drinking and stuff. So I got, I always get like hungry when I drink. So I paused it and went upstairs and all we had were tacos. So I made three tacos poured that type of sauce all over them and ate them, and then this started up. I swear, like, I guess if you asked me to think about it, I could have told you that that was coming, but it didn't even occur to me. I was just too into what I was doing and and drunk, so I just happened to eat tacos during this scene, believe it or not, when I put it back on. It would have been better if it was burritos, but that was close enough. (laughs) Close enough, right? Yeah. Apparently, Al has the, just like Dan with his coffee, Al has the fastest digestive tract in history uh, of man. And he does all this, and it immediately affects his stomach and bowels. He goes upstairs and fouls the toilet while they're all there. So now we got to explore exactly what happened here. So Al does this. They're checking out this bathroom. Al goes in, drops trowel. And then just it, he just lets it rip right in front of everyone. <laughs> I mean, well, they the way they come running out, something must have happened, right? It's not like he went upstairs and said, "Excuse me, I have to use the restroom." Yeah, and they all go running. No, yeah, and, and the way they run, it kind of implies that they're running from the smell, right? 
which would also imply that he got to the point where he could conduct his business, which is which is a lot if you think about. So, like you said, that means he came in, dropped his pants in front of everyone, <laughs> and yet that didn't deter everyone. I guess if they waited till he actually let loose. Yeah, and then let the let the smell permeate. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> wow. That is wild, man. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's how this episode ended up on Married with Children's Most Outrageous Episodes, Volume 2. Because before they realized that people were would kill for these, all these episodes, they just released, like, um, these volumes. And it was just, like, Married with Children's Most Outrageous Episodes. And mm-hmm. this made it to them. Of course, it only really makes it there if you think about what Al really did. But, you know, most people probably don't look that far into it, you know? Right, right. Because they're not doing a a podcast 30 years later. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that's that's the end of uh, that. So we'll be right back. Guys, please pay attention to what is said in the next minute. This is not just background noise, even though you've heard it 95 times. (laughs) (laughs) No, ma'am. We'll be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Be sure to subscribe to them on the Apple Podcast app and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to Channels and search up Married with Children Podcast. Now they're available on the TV Time app. Go to your app store and type in TV Time. Join their Patreon and support your favorite podcast with a small monthly donation. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now Dan, Jamie, and Alex are going to give their final thoughts on this week's episode. (laughs) So there you go, guys. Email us. Contact us on Twitter. Write to us on Instagram now, too. Uh, join our oh, our, we have big news. A couple weeks ago, our Married with Children Facebook group page hit 900 members. Yes. That, that's even more than the skeleton crew that we did. That didn't even hit 900 at the time, and we did that since 2012. So that means that this show is rocking and rolling. Everyone's joining. Everyone's getting on board to enjoy the next three years of live shows. But we'll always have a back catalog of Married with Children podcast you could always access. So. 900 that's that's crazy and we even asked the questions for them to join in the beginning uh yeah right well i (laughs) I did that to get rid of spammers like they have to say how they hurt plus i do wonder how people discovered this podcast like the best though the best is when i read them sometimes and people like go in in depth about what their favorite episodes are like yeah dude we got it you can come on in (laughs) yeah that's right i get it you're not a robot yeah (laughs) so let's rate this Bad boy, how many bones with meat on them are we prying out of Buck's mouth, who wasn't even really in this episode, out of five, for a man's castle, Jamie? Ooh, let's see. I think I will pry four bones that have some meat on them out of Buck's mouth for this episode. (laughs) I, I, you know how I feel about Al and his moments of reclaiming his manhood or whatever i am irritated that peg had the nerve to take his personal space ignore his wish his or his wishes and do whatever she felt like after she took the money that he gave her to buy food for the entire family and did not do that i'm not real happy with her this episode so (laughs) uh when al gets his revenge i am cheering for him Yes. Yeah, don't get too passionate about this. Christine will be very mad at you. <laughs> That's her girl, so. <laughs> I know. Well, her girl is... Uh, Christina, you hear this? <laughs> I better be your favorite now. I don't say nothing bad about Peg. <laughs> uh, yes, good, great, great rating. Four out of five. Dan, how many... Bones with meat on them. Are you prying out of Buck's mouth? Out of five, you know Buck, the dog who really wasn't even in this episode. <laughs> in this episode at all. <laughs> For a man's castle. I, I I would pry three bones out of uh, 
the non-present buck. Yes. And, and how could you not be disgusted with Peg <laughs> at this point? Oh, no. I mean, she just keeps getting worse and worse. Come on. She is seriously like it just keep like especially this season. She just keeps doing things that seems like it just tops her. She's going back to her old ways, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, no, but in terms of uh, just overall this episode, it was it was good. Uh, I didn't think it was anything that special. What I will say is, for me anyways, this is one of those episodes that um, I don't know if they just played it a lot on TV or I just happened to catch it a lot. But um, definitely one that I remember watching a lot growing up. So there was that nostalgic thing. I, I remember them standing in line at the bathroom. And, <laughs> yeah, me too. I remember that when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. And and so um, it was cool. It seemed like a very quick episode too. Uh, so, you know, some just feel, feel quicker than others. Um, I think overall though, the, the, the jokes, nothing really wowed me. Nothing really made me... Uh, laugh out loud. Um, I did like the ending uh, when they played Bad to the Bone. (laughs) And and, um, one thing that I didn't love either is sometimes I love it when, you know, like when they throw in a picture of Bosco or whatever. But then the whole thing where and then Al reclaimed it and the end, like that kind of thing. Mm. Um, I, I feel like they could have done that a little better, maybe showed one more scene where it just could have topped it off nicely and kind of gone out with a bang, so to speak. But um, Well, they went out with a boom. They they did. <laughs> exactly. So, no, it was it was an okay episode. Um, it wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination, but I don't think there was anything in the episode that really put it over the top. So, yeah, I would say an even uh, three bones uh, taken from Buck. Wow, nice. Yeah, I am prying four bones with meat on them out of Buck's mouth, who wasn't really here for this episode I really like it. Kelly having the detoxes, that's cool. Peg getting into something, and once again, everything she gets into is so high-priced, $2,000 for something. Like, she's not even going to do the interior decorating as a job. Like, this is literally just, a, she just feels like filling time. And right. she's, you know, like, there's there's no point in any of this, really. Like, she's not... She doesn't even care to make money with this. She's just going to be spending it to mess with her own house. Right. And and that's what got me about this episode, too. Like, I know that's the joke, but, like, really? Like, the, the Bundys have no money whatsoever. The $20 that they do have, all they want is food. And that what's the point, uh, you know, it, what's the point in, in redoing a, a bathroom to that extent when uh, you're not even going to have any food to go in your system to even probably use it? Well, Peg did. She had food in her system. That she did, yeah. I like how every time you give Peg money for food, she'll get like fast food or something that could just feed one person, which is her, and that's about right. it. Right. <laughs> yeah, Bud's rhyme is really funny. The bathroom is disgusting looking, and it's it's very memorable. You can't forget it. And then playing the psycho music and everything, and Peg's picture, all really funny stuff. The the bat like you said the guys on the line for the bathroom that's that's a classic scene it's funny that they think Al's bad joke is so funny <laughs> <laughs> oh and I still use that joke to this day it's hor it's a horrible joke it's such a dad joke but... yeah I like how Al thinks he's the first guy who ever came up with that one hey, what'd you do <laughs> fall in here and he like looks at them like for approval like that was, that was good yeah, right guys yeah right good one right <laughs> hey the new guy's really funny. Yeah. yeah, never heard that one before. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm so glad you pointed that out because I like rolled my eyes so far in the back of my head when I saw that. I was like, yeah, that's, that's freaking downright hilarious. <laughs> well, no, because when I say it too, like I know it's the worst joke. I'm like, what did you fall in? And, but at the same time, I kind of give myself a pat on the back like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you remember that one. Good for you. Right, like it's the worst joke ever. Uh, Al has another classic speech. It wasn't as moving as some of his others, um, but it was. It was better than the follow the sun one. Right. Good point. Very good point. Yep. That was sort of randomly aimless in weird ways. I mean, it, it did get to a point, but it just took so long to get there. This one was more straightforward. Uh, it's very specific. You can, not many people can relate, but at least we know what he's talking about. Right. And yeah, it had a very classic ending. You, you know, this is a memorable ending. Mm-hmm. Al doing that, you know? 
Yep. Four out of five. So, guys, tune in next week for a very important episode. Next week, we're going to review Al Bundy himself, Ed O'Neill's favorite episode of Married with Children, All Night Security Dude. The shoe store gives Al the boot, so he takes a... (laughs) It's not really what happened, but... (laughs) No, not even close. Yeah. Something completely catastrophic happens. We give him the boot. Yeah, okay. Because you really listened to the beginning of this episode, didn't you? As uh, Al takes a job as a night security at Polk High School and comes face to face with his high school rival who wants to even the score.